Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's November the 18th and on this day in Christian history. We go back to the year 1626 and we travel to Rome where the new St. Peter's Basilica was consecrated after 120 years of construction. Dominating the centre of the basilica is Benini's famous baldacchini. A baldacchini is a canopy of state, typically placed over a throne or an altar, originally in a cloth named after a luxurious type of cloth from Baghdad called baldacchini. Benini designed it as a permanent architectural feature, supported by four spiral columns, and he made it with bronze taken from the Pantheon. It stands over the high altar, which itself sits on the site of St. Peter's grave. The Pope is the only priest permitted to serve at the altar, and above Michelangelo's dome soars to a height of 119 metres. Based on Brunelleschi's design for the Duomo in Florence, the towering cupola is supported by four stone piers, named after the saints whose statues adorn the Benini-designed niches. Longinus, the soldier who pierced Christ's side on the cross, Saint Helena, the mother of the Emperor Constantine, who is reputed to have discovered the true cross, see the podcast of April the 2nd and October the 27th. Saint Veronica, who wiped Jesus' face when he was carrying the cross on the Via Dolorosa. And Saint Andrew, one of the apostles and the brother of Saint Peter. These prominent niches were for four important holy relics once housed within the basilica. The veil of Veronica, part of the true cross, a piece of the holy lance, and the skull of St. Andrew the Apostle. At the base of St. Longinus is a much-loved 13th century bronze statue of St. Peter, whose right foot has been worn down by centuries of pilgrims touching it. The original church of St. Peter's was commissioned by the Emperor Constantine, and built around 349 on a site where St. Peter is said to have been buried between 64 and 67. Extensive excavations underneath St. Peter's have since uncovered the bones of an elderly, strongly built man in a box hidden behind a wall covered by pilgrim's graffiti. In 1968, Pope Paul VI said that they had been identified in a way that the Vatican considered convincing. See the podcast of April the 18th. However, like many medieval churches, St. Peter's eventually fell into disrepair, and it wasn't until the mid-15th century that efforts were made to restore it. First by Pope Nicholas V, and then, rather more successfully, by Pope Julius II. In 1506, construction began on Bramante's design for a new basilica based on a Greek cross plan with four equal arms and a huge central dome. Building ground to a halt on Bramante's death, and architects 
and including the gifted Raphael, tried to modify the original plans. Little progress was made, and it wasn't until Michelangelo took over in 1547, at the age of 72, that the situation changed. Michelangelo simplified Bramante's plans, and he drew up designs for what was to become his greatest architectural achievement, the Dome of St. Peter's. He never lived to see it built, though, and it was left to Giacomo della Porta and Domenico Fontana to finish it in 1590. It is said to have been inspired by the Pantheon, built centuries earlier and close by. But Michelangelo's great dome of St. Peter's has become a model for numerous other domes around the world, including the United States Capitol building. And with the dome in place, Carlo Moderno inherited the project in 1605 and he designed the monumental facade and lengthened the nave towards the piazza. The cavernous interior of 187 metres in length covers more than 15,000 square metres. While the Pieta, a sculpture by Michelangelo depicting the Virgin Mary holding the dead body of Jesus, is credited is the most important art of the basilica. The terrazzo floors are often overlooked. The terrazzo added a decorative pattern across the huge floor, making it a sight to see for tourists. And moving from the entrance to the apse, you can see in the marble some golden stars that that indicate the total length measured from the apse of St. Peter's of many of the largest Catholic churches scattered around the world. There are many chapels with artwork, statues and relics. And a red floored disc marks the spot where Charlemagne and later Holy Roman Emperors were crowned by the Pope. The Vatican grottos contain the tombs and the sarcophagi of numerous popes, as well as several huge columns from the fourth, original 4th century basilica. And outside, Carlo Moderno's immense facade is 48 metres high and 115 metres wide. Eight 27 metre columns support the upper balcony, on which 13 statues stand representing Christ the Redeemer, St. John the Baptist, and the eleven Apostles. The central balcony is known as the Logia della Benedizione, and it's from here that the Pope delivers his Urbi et Orbi blessing at Christmas and Easter. That's all for the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the Uruguayan philosopher and thinker Alberto Metal Ferrer, who has had a big influence on Pope Francis's thought. And as we are coming towards the end of a year of podcasts, it's unlikely that next year we'll be able to keep producing a daily podcast unless funding allows it. If you wish to support us or can suggest themes for a series of podcasts for next year, please email us on pogppod at gmail.com. 
Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net. And if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are. And thanks for listening.